Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Sex, Love, and Psych. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before we jump into today's topic, just a little housekeeping. I know I haven't been as consistent with weekly episodes in quite a while. Thank you all for bearing with me. It's just been a process where I've done a lot of episodes now and I'm trying to be really picky about what topics I cover because I want to cover topics that I'm passionate about because when I pick topics that I feel kind of mediocre about, the episodes just aren't great. So... With that being said, today's episode is one that I am very, very passionate about and very excited to share. So it's all about aftercare. Uh, When you Google just the word aftercare or like aftercare definition, the first results that will pop up are in reference to a patient in the hospital. Like in my experience with post-surgery aftercare, it included giving me water, checking in with me to ask how my pain was doing, giving me medication to manage that pain, making sure that we got it to a manageable level before I left, uh, getting me extra blankets to keep me warm, calling my support person who at my most recent surgery was my mom to come and just hang out with me for the time that I was in the hospital and to drive me home. Uh, They also gave me all of the information I needed to look after myself in a little pamphlet, and they answered any and all the questions that I had to make sure that I was confident and comfortable leaving the hospital. So, what does this have to do with sex, love, or psychology? (laughs) Uh, If you kind of tweak that little Google search a little bit, and you type in, like, aftercare sex or aftercare kink, you will get... Aftercare is the process of attending to one another after intense feelings of a physical or psychological nature relating to BDSM activities. So aftercare and sex is predominantly a concept found in kink and BDSM communities, as mentioned in that definition, as well as a previous episode I did way back when, uh, it was the Thinks on Kinks episode, I did briefly mention the meaning, but I really want to dig dig into it today. So as stated, uh, BDSM communities consider it so important due to the intensity of kink practices and the psychological, physical, and physiological reactions we can have to such intensity. So just to kind of get into the physiological bit a little bit, Uh, During any type of sexual activity, whether it's kinky or not, hormones like oxytocin, dopamine, and vasopressin are released into our systems. So those are all like the feel good, feel connected, feel kind of lovey-dovey. All of those hormones are released into our systems, which can cause some pretty big reactions that need to be kind of paid attention to. And then when you place that all in the context of a 
potentially long and physically exhausting kink session and the adrenaline rush that can come with that, it becomes even more important. For example, in dominant and submissive play, it can be a mental marathon for both or all. I'll probably reference the term both a lot, but you can sub in all because we all know that kink can have more than one or two people. Anyway, continuing. Uh, For all people involved as they play so strongly into those roles. And playing into a really, really dominant role or a really, really submissive role uh, could include doing things that a person would never do or say outside of the context of this closed kink practice. Uh, With this and other kink practices, someone may become physically exhausted or sore as well, like physically, uh, as well. They may be bound in an uncomfortable position for an extended amount of time. They may have been on the receiving end of some impact play with, like, belts or um, hands, like spankings, anything kind of like that. Whips, floggers, there we go. (laughs) And as a result of this, they may have bruises or other marks forming. They could, or they could be the one administering this impact and get tired out. Uh, there's a never-ending list of possibilities of the physical, physiological, and psychological uh, reactions that we can have to these types of kink activities. Uh, due to those hormone releases that we chatted about already, and including that adrenaline, we could be able to take more or have a higher tolerance to these types of physical pain and the psychological effects than we could in any other context, especially if we have had proper foreplay. So by that, I mean, if we have properly kind of eased ourselves into the kink play, we've had that proper communication straight off the start, where we've discussed what's going to happen, we feel safe, we feel confident, we are amped up, we are ready to go. Uh, If all of that has happened then as we get further and further into uh, a scene or whatever you want to call it, a sexual activity, uh, our pain tolerance can go higher and higher as we get more and more excited and that adrenaline kicks in. Our pain, we can take a bit more. Um, and kind of getting hopped up on those hormones, getting wrapped up and like all excited can also kind of bring that inhibition down a little bit. So, uh, once a scene is wrapped, once we are finished, we have both or all parties have agreed that we are done, uh, we can get that kind of fade crash kind of experience, and we're left sometimes left with that post-nut clarity that you hear dudes talking about all the time. Girls can get it too, but... You have to have a really fun time in order to get it, and that doesn't always happen. If you think it does, (laughs) check out the Orgasm Gap episode again. Um, But anyway, that's a different conversation. Uh, We can get that post-nut clarity. The physical pain can all of a sudden hurt a lot, lot more when we're not wrapped up in the excitement and adrenaline. And we often have the tendency that the further away we get time-wise from the event... Uh, We tend to look back on the experience, obviously. Uh, We remember it, but as 
as we get more time and more of that come down from that adrenaline, uh, we kind of, that whole lens of inhibition and sexy fun can kind of fade away. And that sense of shame that we've talked about before that a lot of us have around sex and sexuality and especially a lot of kink practices that we're told to feel shameful about. Um, that sense, that lens of shame, it may be coming back. Our inhibitions are coming back. We may be judging ourselves. We may be judging the person that we, or people that we did this with. Uh, even though we had a really, really great time and we loved it, we can look back and kind of overanalyze it and that can be kind of tough. So what can we do to negate some of these post-sex blues? How can we take care of that sudden pain that's rushing in all of a sudden once the adrenaline fades? Um, What can we do? We can do aftercare. So aftercare is going to have a lot of individual variants as different people in different experiences need different aftercare. Uh, You wouldn't give the same type of medical aftercare for a broken toe as you would to someone who just gave birth. So very, very different situations. Different people are going to need different things. As always, I fully recommend communication before and after sex. So not only clarifying boundaries before any sexual encounter, especially if it's kink-related, but also what you need and what your partner may need after like what makes them feel best how do they feel the safest what do you what do they think they need come up with some ideas for after um and this is really important because you could assume that your partner wants one thing and they could want or need something completely different so again I always recommend that communication but some suggestions or ideas just to discuss, maybe rate with each other where you stand on all of these things could kind of help get a idea of what you both want and need. Um, so one would be cuddling or taking space. This is going to be one that has a lot of variance between individuals. Some people, after sex, especially after a really intense scene, really just want to be held. They want those kisses. They want that closeness. They want the intimacy. Some people just need their own space. And both are valid. Both are fine and normal. Uh, As long as you're communicating with each other, totally okay and normal. Some people, mm, I always recommend, but some people might not want to talk right after, Um, But communication post-sex. You can talk about what you liked, what you didn't like, especially if you've tried some new things. Be like, oh, I kind of thought I would like this more, but it's really not one of my favorites. Maybe we can leave that out next time. Or, wow, that felt even better than I thought I would. Like, add that to the fucking list of shit we want to do on a more regular basis. Or even just complimenting your partner. Um, especially if things like degradation or like name calling are involved, bringing it back to complimenting your partner might be something that's really helpful for them. So maybe ask how they'd feel about it. A nice shower or bath to wash each other and maintain, and maintain that intimacy could be really, really positive for both of you. It could be something that one of you maybe doesn't want to do, or you could maybe want to bathe or shower separately. 
again, totally up to the individuals, but it's something to discuss for sure. One super important one, snacks on hydrate. Especially if it's a really intense scene, there's any physical play, it went on for a long time, you're going to want a bucket of water and you're going to want a bunch of snacks. Uh, Maybe communicate with your partner, see what kind of snacks they enjoy, what their favorite snacks are if you don't know it. Some people like chips, some people like candy, some people want ice cream, some people want freshly baked cookies. Like, just check in with your partner. Um, You could give them a shirt, sweats, blanket. Uh, Those are going to be nice and cozy. They're going to smell like you. But they will also help if someone all of a sudden starts feeling very, 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 very vulnerable and naked. They might want to feel comfort, cozy, uh, covered up and cozy. So that could be an idea too. Some people want to cuddle with a little stuffed animal. That could be, also be something really sweet. Um, one important thing is going to be tending to any injuries such as bruises, scratches, rope burn, etc. Uh, a little bit of variation here. Some people are going to love that you do it for them especially if it is such a power dynamic as like a dom something with a lot of impact play. Moving away from that harsh, harsh um, reality of you being the one that's like hitting them or tying them up or scratching them or whatever and switching that over to you being the person that is being very gentle and taking care of those injuries could be something that is very, very beneficial for that person to kind of bring them back from the kind of sex fantasy that you had going on and remind them that that's not who you are as a person. It can be who you are in your sexual fantasy, but bringing it back to being that gentle person who can tend to those injuries could also really kind of negate any trauma kind of that may come from that and it'll help bring that closeness back uh another one is you could give each other massages and i'm not talking about the foreplay kind of massage where you massage their back for five seconds and then spend five minutes on the booty and then all of a sudden you're having sex we're not talking about that type of massage But a nice, slow, sensual massage, get some oil, get a candle going, just check in with each other, massage out those sore muscles. Um, Essentially, just always check in with each other. Be sure to communicate your own needs. When you are trying to come up with maybe some more individualized aftercare, think of your love languages, think of your partner's love languages, and take inspiration from those as well. So if we look back on some of the suggestions, cuddling could be, cuddling and massages is going to be really, really nice probably for someone whose love language is physical touch. Words of affirmation is where those compliments are coming in and that conversation, that communication. Acts of service could also be part of that massage. Or like the tending to the injuries can also be under acts of service. Although I think that could also be kind of a mix of a few things. But if you're looking for some guidance, maybe check out your love languages and take some inspiration from those. And how you feel loved could be how you feel how you need to feel cared for after a sexual activity. 
Uh, remember that all parties involved should be receiving some sort of aftercare, not just the sub-bottom receiver of the pl- impact play. Doms and tops are often forgotten about when we talk about aftercare because they are tend well they tend to be the powerful one, the caretaker one. Uh, but we need to look after them too. Uh, just because they're not on the receiving end doesn't mean it's not stressful. It doesn't mean they're not tired out. It doesn't mean that they might not, that, like, they may feel bad after, once they get that distance. They they might be like, wow, I hope that person doesn't, like, hate me. I hope they don't think I hit them too hard. Like, I can't believe I called them that. Hopefully they actually liked it, which, I mean, if you discussed it before, they probably did. But sometimes things can kind of accelerate a little bit, and we need to check in, and we can also come back to that person and reaffirm with them that we still feel safe and comfortable with them even after all of that so just make sure to look after them as well maybe take some of those suggestions from earlier for them too Uh, also worth remembering there's no time limit on aftercare it doesn't just stop being needed 30 minutes or even an hour after session check in with your partner that night, maybe in the next day, maybe a few days later, especially if you tried, you kind of pushed your boundaries a bit, you tried new stuff, uh, just follow up with them, kind of check in, tell them, hey, like I was thinking more about like this thing that we did, and I really enjoyed it, but I wanted to make sure like I know you weren't sure if you were going to like that or hate it. I know you said right after that you loved it, but I just wanted to check in and make sure you were still okay kind of thing. Uh, That shame could be settling in with them, or they could just be feeling a little down after the intensity. Uh, They could even be feeling like after such intense closeness, any distance feels amplified. So just be checking in. Uh, Don't forget self-care as well. Aftercare is not only to be given to each other, it is to be given to yourself. So, again, you can look at your own love languages for that as well and kind of tend to those things in your own kind of way in your self-care. But some extra suggestions, you can meditate, you can journal. Journaling, I find, can really help me sort through new things really easily. So that could be a good one. Stretch. Make sure you're stretching your muscles, especially us old folks. (laughs) Stretch it out. Make sure you're looking after your body. Uh, tend to any injuries, ask your partner or partners for what you need. If you do need more affirmation, if you do need to talk some stuff out more, just check in with your partners. Uh, If they are good partners, which I hope you are enjoying your kink with good partners, good safe people, uh, they won't mind reaffirming that with you. And to bring it all the way around for those who enjoy more basic less adventurous quote-unquote vanilla sex you can also work these practices into your sex lives this isn't just for the kinkiest of kinky people Uh, there's no harm in making sure you and your partner are both feeling looked after before during and after sex making sure you feel connected it's really going to just bring you back into that intimacy and Why wouldn't you want to make sure both you and your partner are looked after? Um, So I think that's all I had today to cover for aftercare. If anyone has 
more questions or anything, you can go to my website at sexloveandpsych.wixsite.com, I believe. It's on my social media, sexlovepsych, Instagram and TikTok. I'm pretty easy to find, I think. Google Sex Love and Psych. You'll find me all over the place. Um, thank you so much for tuning in yet again, even though without being having those consistent episodes, I really appreciate everyone who's sticking around. Uh, with that, I hope you all have an amazing rest of your week, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.